You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. Really, I have one job that I'm ever, ever, ever going to do on this podcast. And that is to research the biggest problems that are going on in dentistry and combine them with the greatest minds, the coaches, greatest coaches, greatest thinkers, greatest influencers in this great profession and bring you solutions so that you can create a better practice and a better life. And today we do exactly that. The hiring situation sometimes feels like it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And today I have two of my amazing coaches on. Angela and Miranda, we talk about some of the issues that are going on out there, like quiet quitting on TikTok. I didn't even know what that was and how you can deal with some of these challenges in your practice. So please listen to the episode. I know you guys will enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm so pumped you're here. So I got two of my amazing coaches on, Angela and Miranda, and they love when we do spontaneous stuff. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. So, um, and today, you know, we're going to be talking about one of the toughest issues. I don't think this issue is going to go away for some time, but helping you decode all the weird stuff that's going all around in the world on employment. And I'll just say this before we get in this, before we go down this road, like having a great team is probably, no, it's not probably, it's the most important thing you'll ever do as a dentist, but let's just call it out. It's a little bit more complex than it used to be. So today we're going to be talking about the complexities, some of the things that we experience. We're going to find out what quiet quitting is. I don't even know what that is, but I heard about it from Miranda, from our two amazing coaches, Angela and Miranda. I want you guys to introduce yourselves as I always do on the podcast. I, we want to know who you guys are. Who is Angela and who is Miranda? Give us a little bio. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Angela Hethman, and I'm one of the lead practice coaches at Act Dental. So I go on site and work virtually with teams um, all over the U.S. to try to help them implement systems and strategies to have a better practice. Awesome. Miranda, who yeah. are you? My name is Miranda Beeson, and I am also a lead coach with Act Dental, and I do exactly what Angela does <laughs> in terms of just getting a lot of satisfaction out of helping as many practices and as many teams as we can. 
Yeah. Awesome. Now you guys didn't see this before we went live, but I have this stack of like 75 problems and maybe more than that. And it's growing every day of things that I hear from dentists, you know, all over the place. And what we were talking about before we hit the go button is just some complex things that are going on. Some of it weird, some of it not so weird. And so you as a dentist listening or as a team member listening, like how can we decode some of these things? Give us the state of the unit. I want to hear from both of you. Like, what do you, what do you think's going on? We've been, we've all, all three of us have been coaching dentists for a long time. What's different now? Well, my take on it is there's a big push with ever since COVID and people working from home, there's been this um, online community, especially with the younger people that are on our teams where they're really starting to see all of these toxic culture posts and, um, ha- you know, quiet quitting everyone who's like working through their work day, just getting enough done to get by, but they're just not all in. You know, I know one of our core values at ACT is all in. And for those of us who have just always naturally had that personality style, I think it's hard to understand where these people are coming from. But if you do hop onto some of these social media platforms, and I was mentioning to you, Kirk, TikTok, it's all quiet quitting. If you search it on TikTok, millions upon millions of posts. And so that's what people are up against now that is brand new. It's something that employers, uh, you know, dentists have never had to really worry about in the past. Yeah. Angela, what are your thoughts? I love it. So every office that I talk to is experiencing the same thing. They're having trouble hiring. They're having trouble even getting team members to show up for for interviews. Um, and so we want to try to talk today about what are some ways that you can really retain your team members and, and have a great culture for them. I love it. I love it. Now, let me clarify. I'm not saying I love it, that that's going on. That's not, <laughs> I just love these conversations because they're extremely helpful. And that's our goal with this podcast is just to offer some insight. And so I think we got to start with a few definitions. Um, first of all, I'm the worst human being to ever get on TikTok ever. I TikTok is not a good place for me. I feel myself getting dumber by the minute. And I actually follow a lot of the cooking things, you know, so like it's not helpful. But what is quiet quitting? Can you explain, define that. So I think that quiet quitting is something that's been around for a long time. It just wasn't labeled, but it's just become more progressive uh, really since the work from home era that we had over the last couple of years. So it's really those people who they show up, they may show up on time. They may show up a few minutes late, right under the radar. They're always doing just enough to make sure that they're not having repercussions in the workplace, but they're not really going above and beyond. And they're certainly not giving their all. Um, they're always kind of having their ears open to what else might be out there and what else might be available. And just, they, they just call it quiet quitting. They're not really making a stink. They're not making a fuss. Um, but they're also not giving their all. So those are the people that if you can really uh, buy in and do those, you know, we talk about check-ins and I know Angela could probably speak to that too. Um, check-ins matter because if you can really get to the core of what's motivating someone, how can we develop them? in our, in their current role, or is there a better role for them that they're really striving for versus them listening to that whisper outside of the organization and possibly going elsewhere? Yeah. You see the same thing, Ange? Yeah, absolutely. So many of our offices that we coach have never done what we call it act as a check-in, but even, you know, more common language might be, you know, a team development or a a coaching call or a a review, you know, they've never had just these one-on-one conversations with their team before. And so sometimes when we introduce this idea, like, Hey, we want you to actually talk to your team members (laughs) one-on-one 
for, you know, 20 minutes every, every month or two, you know, that's a foreign concept to a lot of people. So like Miranda said, you know, using that time to get to know your team members, know what motivates them, know, know what they want to develop and learn and grow and do. And, um, so many of our doctors and team members too, have been really hesitant to do that because it just makes them a little bit nervous, but after they do and they implement it, oh my gosh, they're just so happy that they've taken the time to really get to know each other on a different level. Yeah. It's truly life-changing. So, um, and Miranda, I know you have thought on this. Can you just, can you add that? I do. So in my experience in the past, what, you know, I've really enjoyed doing with team members and helping develop is kind of breaking it up. So, you know, it's quite often when we do sit down and talk with a team member, we're talking to them about something negative, something that we've noticed repetitively, a behavior that we'd like to correct or whatever that may be. And so if you hear from the doctor or an administrator, I'd like to talk with you for a few minutes later, your team member's like, oh, great. Like, what did I do? But really developing a culture of separating that performance review process from personal development and having two separate, you know, organizational processes to where you can just sit down and say, like, I'm, I'm kind of taking off my, my boss hat or my doctor hat for right now. And I really just want to talk to you human being to human being. I want to know, are you getting out of this what you want to be getting out of this? If you're not, how can I help you reach those goals that you want to reach personally? Because we do value you here and we'd like to see you more invested. How, how can we make that work for you? And really separating it from that negative space of a performance review. Yeah. And so we're going to, you know, if you're taking notes at home, even if you're not, we're taking notes for you so you can see them down. And, you know, that's a very important solution. I think if you could hear one thing is that like the check-ins matter. It is not an effort. You're not going to do it once in a while. It's a regular built-in system, a scheduled appointment. Now, what's really cool about a check-in is they are completely different. Like you said, Miranda, they are not, you know, you've heard these things like growth conferences, appointments to talk about my race, you know, reviews. Ugh, like stop doing that because they just become very like everybody dreads them and you do them poorly and you give hush raises and then it just goes on and on and on and people start looking for more money elsewhere. But what we're talking about is a regular check-in. Now, the truth of this came from our coach made us do this and I wasn't even, I'm like check-in. And so basically it's really simple. It's personal high, personal low, professional high, professional low. What can leadership help help with? And the team member basically runs the meeting. They schedule, you schedule, it. You have it on a regular schedule, the team member and you as a dentist, you're not really their boss. You kind of kind of put your coach hat on, you know, your, your, um, your empathetic leader, you know, heart on just say, listen, I'm just giving space to this. And it's 30 minutes or longer where you're just giving space. Now, team members don't have to tell you anything intimately. They don't have to, they can tell you what they want. But the cool thing is that you as a leader are giving space to it. You are going to hear things if you do it long enough that are very personal and they'll tell you, I've got some stuff going on and you don't have to do anything with it. All you have to do is lend yourself to an ear. Here's my real question. If you're really listening is, do you care? Number one, do you think having a great team is important? I would think you would say yes. It's, I ask audiences, I ask audiences all the time on a scale from one to 10 and they go, well, yeah, it's like a 10. I'm like, no, it's a 12. It's a 12 out of 10 because <laughs> And then if you do value that, what do you do that supports that? Oh, it's not about taking them on trips and things like, like don't get me wrong. Some of that stuff is not really the party. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. I don't want to 
kill that idea. But like the whole idea is that you're building a team by nurturing them, letting them know that you care about them uh, and having space to be able to talk about that and check it. And Angela, you know, you're exactly right. Everybody. So we did this. We started doing it and we love to. I love doing it. I also have alignment time with my leaders. Now, that's also an important piece of you know, the formula is like the worst thing that could happen is for me to get out of alignment with somebody else that's a leader. No different than Sarah and I, my wife, getting out of alignment. You know, if wheels get out of alignment, one of the wheels usually comes off on a car. So like you want to make sure that you've got all that aligned. But um, Angela, you've seen it where doctors implement this and they, I mean, have you ever had anybody say, I don't like this whole check-in thing? No. Well, at first people are nervous about doing it and they don't understand the value of it. But then after they've done a few, then they're really happy that they've implemented it. Yeah. Right. And what's so sad for me that I've seen in some offices is they might do an exit interview when someone's leaving and then they find out all this, you know, turmoil and stress that this, this team member has been under and, and you know, just uncovering a lot of things that, gosh, wouldn't it have been great <laughs> if we would have known all this years ago? Right. So that's what's really important and, and great about them. Yeah, and absolutely. And one of the things that we really love to talk about here are, you know, causes, solutions to causes, not just symptoms. And one of the symptoms that we hear a lot, and I was just sharing with uh, both of them, you know, I get these texts. I get these texts from great people all over, you know. I, uh, I have team members holding me hostage, you know, for money or time away and like, what's going on? And, and then it gets a little salty with every additional text. And, you know, there is some of that going on in the world. But I would say like my biggest thing with that is the playing field is level in the world. Like there's no business. They're like, yeah, gosh, I put on an ad. And like every, I'm getting flooded <laughs> with all these resumes, right. with all these overqualified people. No, the waterline is low for everybody. And so what that means for you as a dentist or even a dental team is you got to up your game. And core values are no joke. Like they're just not. People are like, we have, we have people that are part of the ad community and they're like, yeah, I've heard you talk about it. I'm like, you've been here for like three years. Like where you're, and they're like, Oh, I don't know. It's a little fluffy for me. I'm like, that's why you're complaining. I think the bottom line is this, when you have your core values locked in, you talk about them, you hire fire reward, you believe in them, you walk it. You just at, at least discuss them. You're laying a foundation that's way bigger than the work. I would think. And it gives people a special why and, you know, in how they want to be attached to you and the purpose. Don't you guys think? Yeah. It's yeah, kind of no. like your stake in the ground. <laughs> this is what we believe in. Absolutely. But you got to go for what we believe. It's, it's bigger than a stake in the ground because <laughs> maybe I just believe in periodontal disease. I can't put a stake <laughs> in the ground on that. This is bigger <laughs> than that. Don't you think? It is. It is. What I find them to be most helpful for, for my team members is they, they sort of answer questions before they even arise, you know? So some of ours are, you know, all in, always be growing, results driven. So like we can just pause and think about, well, how, do I, how would our core values answer this question that I have? And it can solve a lot of things that, that come up, any issue or... <laughs> right. Like the all in attitude thing, you know, and like when it comes to vacation time, like if I'm all in, I'm going to, you know, 
I granted it's, it's not rigid, but like I have, I've never denied people time off or anything like that. And if I'm a team member and I'm going away, I'm going to help you figure out a solution because it's three or four months from now, I got to go to this wedding and I got this thing going on. Let me proactively think of a solution, not just leave it on your lap as something you have to figure out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really helpful too. I mean, for me, core values, it would you always go back to, especially in these environments when we talk about, again, what are people being fed from the outside in these to- toxic cultures? A lot of people are concerned with micromanagement, not really feeling like they have ownership or autonomy. So when you have those really established core values and they're living strong within your practice, you have the ability to create a lot more autonomy and ownership with your team members. And then they feel more vested and they feel like it's theirs as much as it's yours. It's really easy if they're trying to make a decision to just say, does it fit within our core values? Then I feel like you know how to make a decision on this. And of course, as the owner or the dentist, uh, you're always going to have the final say. But if you have a team that really lives the core values, it's like a filter that everything goes through. And then you can alleviate some of that pressure or micromanagement that they often feel that kind of wants, gives them that desire to go find something a little more free. Yeah. I love, you know, the, you were using filter. I was thinking repellent, (laughs) you know, like, so like when you go outside or you go to Facebook, there's all these mosquitoes and everywhere and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's nasty. And you just get eaten up. But if you've got the core values or like a little bit of a, like, I feel really grounded in who we are, what we're mm-hmm. going. You can go to those nasty places and go, oh my gosh. I, you actually start to feel the opposite way yep. that other people do. You're like, oh my gosh, I am so glad I don't have. Now, granted, is it perfect? No. But you you look at that stuff with different, like you said, filters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we can't always do anything about what's happening in the environment. It's really hard for everyone right now, finding new team members. But if we can really focus on nurturing the relationships that we have with our current team members, then we can slowly build versus continuing to lose and needing to rebuild and rebuild in, in such a challenging environment. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was telling another young dentist in our community, he's like, yeah, I've heard you talk about it. Like I, I totally like, I understand, but like, you don't understand. I got, I got other problems. And I'm like, no, these are the source of your problems. He's like, all right, I'll believe you just blindly. I'm like, no, you need to like do some homework on this and like really get into it. Because if you're going to be in this industry long enough, you know, two, three, four decades, you're going to be, you're going to have some, some, uh, philosophical foundational things that are going to create the autonomy. And you're also going to have to do other things like social media. You're going to have to do marketing and nothing is better than watching somebody's marketing going, that's authentic. Look at those guys. (laughs) They're having fun. I see dentists all over and I know who they are and you know who they are. They're having fun with their team. It's not a joke. They're not making it up. They're not contriving it. They're just grounded in something bigger than the actual work itself. Like there's a big purpose in it. And I think that becomes, it becomes an awesome way to attract it. Now there's no science behind that, but you can see people are going to be doing way more homework. This is what I said to the dentist. I'm like, you know, you're going to build something special. You already are, but like, I got to come to your website and I got to feel it. Like, I got to feel it from you that this is a crazy special place, not because you do beautiful aesthetics and you're in a wonderful area and we can treat you with our patient concierge. No, like (laughs) I want to like if I'm good, if I'm an assistant and this is for you, if you're an assistant, listen, and you're really good, you know that you're going to invest the next couple of years of your life 
in a place that values you, that you can have fun doing what you want to do. It's your reason for going to work. Now I'm going off on a riff. So you guys are gonna have to stop me because I love this stuff. But what other things? So we've talked about check-ins, core values. What else? What are some other anecdotes or possible reliefs for some of the crazy stuff we're seeing in employment now? So this is completely um, opposite of core values, but thinking about like some alternatives to the way we've traditionally worked in the past. So Miranda talked earlier about, you know, that people are seeing some remote, you know, people that are working remotely and, you know, that's not completely impossible in dentistry. You know, we do have some, some people that might be outsourcing some of their maybe social media or accounts receivable, and they might be outsourcing them to a company or they might be outsourcing them to someone who works remotely. So, you know, those are some options that you guys can consider too. Well, a couple of my teams actually are doing some outsourcing because they love the team that they have <laughs> and they don't want to rock the boat. Right. So they, they kind of have decided like, okay, hiring's crazy right now. And we love the place that we're in. We know that if we add one more team member to this mix, it's going to shake it up. <laughs> you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad, but they just kind of want to keep the team the way they have it. So they've made some decisions to to outsource some things. Yeah. So like outsource, give me an example, because I can think of a couple. I do know of a front desk person that works in another state that's helping with um, following up on insurance claims and just doing some of the busy work. Um, what, what are some other things that you see? like when it comes to that concept, which I love. Yeah. So working some recare, um, account, you maybe you already said accounts receivable and marketing and billing, things like that could be done remotely. Sometimes we'll have a team member that maybe had to leave for, you know, a different reason. Like maybe they had um, no childcare or something like that. And they were able to do some things, you know, off hours, like after the kids go to bed, you know, doing some scheduling, some social media posts or, you know, things like that, that we don't always think of traditionally in dentistry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Any other anecdotes or reliefs that you'd suggest, Miranda? Well, another thought, and I love what Angela was just talking about, and it really just triggers this, like, we have to think outside of the box and we get into these, these types of situations where we can't just do things the way we've always done them. It's not working right now. We have to think outside the box. So that's a, a great um, option for that. Another thing is looking at the people that you have on your team. And if you don't, if you need an assistant and you're just really struggling, you've had not out for four months, you cannot find someone who will show up to an interview. Um, or if they do, you know, they're late and they, they're in their sweatpants, then, you know, maybe it's time to reframe what we're looking at. Maybe you have a business team member who is kind of spent on their business team responsibilities. They really enjoy, they're always the one that's like, can I come look at that case? Can I pop into your surgery tomorrow? And you think, Hey, maybe this person is someone that we can invest in and talk to. Like, do they want to transition into the clinical realm? Maybe it's going to be easier for us to find a business team member than it is an assistant right now. And so just looking at things outside the box, um, if you know, they're the right person for your team, is there a way to, to reposition them within the practice that can build value there? Totally. Totally. I love that. And other things you might want to consider too, in the world of employment, if your schedule is crazy and it's nuts, here's a question for you. Would you want to be a dental assistant in your office? And if the answer is no, you got to fix that. You just got to fix that. Like, yeah. If no, you have an assistant that tells you like, I value my lunch breaks and you're working them through their lunch break on a regular basis, 
they're not going to stay with you for very long. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So at least being open to all of those things. Other things that I think about is, you know, the scheduling thing, which I, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm, I'm sorry if you work beyond five o'clock, but I don't think there's a reason to see patients after 5 p.m. You can't give me one good reason. And so if you've got weird hours, you're just always going to be challenged to find amazing people because they know they're amazing and they don't want to work till 7 p.m. Or you got staggered hours all over the place. I know people try to present the whole case for staggered hours, but again, I'm going to go back to this. If I'm good, I don't want staggered hours. I want predictable hours because I'm good at what I do. You're always going to find less desirable people when you got staggered hours because you're trying to save a few pennies and you're trying to please a few patients that you don't even like anyway, you know, and they cancel appointments. So what are you doing? So, and then lastly, well, maybe not lastly, like if you've consistently had these problems, it is time to get a coach. You know why? Because you're trying to fix these problems yourself. And I've done it. It doesn't work because they're tired of hearing your voice. Because when you talk, here's what happens. It starts like this. Hey, guys, I have a thought. And here's my thought. I'm joking, but they're not joking. They just tune you out after a while. So like, don't try to figure it out. A great coach can get people organized. They can help you create rules and people have to live by the rules, including you, doctor, you know? And so people like rules. They like predictability. And one last thing, if you've got a toxic culture, which is usually the place where it starts, and it doesn't have to be massively toxic. Let me say this. It's not like 70 members are toxic. If you're in that boat, you need, you need more than just a coach. Okay. It might just start with one team member that you're tolerating, who's, who's putting you in a corner, who's rolling their eyes and they're creating this, you know, air and you're, you know, giving into it. That is dangerous. And I'm telling you, if you're listening, which I hope you are, that can be fixed. It can be fixed 100% with a great coach, great coach, <laughs> great <laughs> rules, great core values, and you can reduce the toxicity. Am I saying that word right? And now it becomes a more fun place to work over time. These problems, we don't propose that we can fix everything. But we can certainly create a better condition where you're not held hostage and more subject to weird stuff that's going on. I'm telling you, I've said it so many times with the core. The more you lean into core values, the less crazy stuff you deal with. It's just true. So I don't know. We're going to continue these conversations because we want to help. And so don't feel like we're painting you in a corner or making you feel bad. Like we really want you to improve the the culture in your workplace and keep these great team members. But any last thoughts you guys have, you know, Angela or Miranda? I would just encourage people, you know, if you were looking for one thing to start with, start with the check-in, get those on the schedule. Totally for your team. Yeah. yeah. Now, wait, I, wait, wait. Can I ask, can I ask about that? But what if I have 14 team members and I'm one doctor? Okay. <laughs> can you help me with that one? Yes. The easiest thing I would do is probably just schedule one a week. And if you do, you know, 14 team members, you'll still probably see everybody, you know, almost like three, at least times a year. So it's better than what you're doing now, even if it's not maybe as frequently as we would recommend. Um, it's a great place to start. So maybe half hour on your lunch on Thursday, you know, before you go back to see patients and just carve out that time and just make it predictable. Awesome. Miranda, what are your thoughts? Last thoughts. 
My final thoughts are, you know, we're asking people to show up and spend a bulk of their life with us, committing to our vision and our dream when we're practice owners. And we really have to respect our team members and we have to care about our team members and acknowledge that they're doing that for us. And so it's a great opportunity during those one-on-one check-in times to really make sure that you're making those personal connections with your team. And that's just going to build a stronger foundation. And hopefully they're going to stay with you for a long, long time because they'll respect that. Amen. Amen. And I'll, I'll leave with one last thought. Like sometimes this seems like the hardest work, but it's the most important work, you know? So nobody ever said running a dental practice is going to be easy. Nobody ever said leading a bunch of people is going to be easy. That's why you have to get better. And when you get better, it, things get better. And so um, my hope is you guys got a lot from this. And uh, again, if you're kind of struggling or if you need help, come check some things out. Come hang out with us here at the To The Top Study Club or reach out to us. We're ha- so happy to help in any way that we can. But uh, thank you guys for being on. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Miranda. That was so fun. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Sir. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I hope you did, just hit the share button, share this with your friends and your colleagues. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. I'll add it to my 75 list of 75 podcasts that we got in the future and keep tuning in. You're going to see, we're going to keep bringing you some of the best minds in all of dentistry to help you create a better practice and a better life. So until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.